Hello, and welcome back to the Matron Saint of Nightmares podcast. I am the Acolyte. And I am the Matron. Um, this one is, it feels funny because it's been almost a month since we've done. Yeah, you know, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> we took a little, a little time. It took a little break. Yeah, but uh, today we did Blood Quantum. Blood Quantum. Mm-hmm. Which was an awesome indigenous zombie movie. Yes. Um, and it's, is was it Canadian made? Yes, Canadian so made. More of a com- indigenous community in Canada, but, mm-hmm. you know. The Red Crow Reserve. Is that a real one? That's a really good question. Yeah, let me Google that real quick. Okay. But no, I think, uh, I think that that's a really, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this was because it was an indigenous horror movie and because I think, uh, the idea behind it was really fascinating. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, what the premise is. Yeah, so Blood Quantum is a really intense topic. It can be really, um, it can be very emotionally charged because it was used against Native people in a very punitive way. Blood Quantum was basically with the federal government in the United States and also Canada. Um, it's the way that they chose to decide who was indigenous and who wasn't. So you had to have a certain amount of native blood, right? Um, and and that also got them out of uh, some federal treaties because if you didn't have enough native blood, then you didn't have to receive some of the benefits that they had signed on mm. to in the treaties, right? So it was about trying to... Um, as the, the famous quote from the reservation... Or from the... Um, uh, the residential schools, the famous quote is kill the Indian, save the man, right? Mm-hmm. So what they were trying to do was basically assimilate, force, forcibly assimilate Native people into like the greater like white culture, the, the colonial culture, as a way to like one, you know, ethnically cleanse the region, yeah. and then two, to get out of fulfilling their treaty obligations, right? right. Got it. So... The idea of blood quantum is a is a is a is an intense one. It's one that has a, a really brutal history. And what I love about this movie is that it flips that on its head. So it says the premise of the movie is basically there's a zombie apocalypse, like a zombie outbreak, and um, the individuals from this tribe are for some reason immune because of mm. their blood, because of their heritage, right? Got it. And for some reason, no one else is. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just as a reminder, there's going to be loads of spoilers. All the spoilers. Um, so, and that's going to go for all the episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's there's parts in this movie where um, is it the narrator or was it Grandpa? I think Grandpa was talking about how like, I mean, this is from his perspective, but like he was like, you know, we've wasted away this earth. Yeah. And this is a, w- a way for Mother Earth to make. Why people useful again. Exactly. I wrote that quote down, actually. It's hilarious. Um, He says, that's why the dead keep coming back alive, not because of God, but because Earth is tired of our shit. Yeah. And he was basically saying, like, it's turning the white man into fertilizer so the Earth can use him again. Right. Right? So it's like, it's basically, he was making the argument that, like, we've destroyed the Earth so badly that, like, she's now taking out her wrath on us, basically. Yeah. 
And it's interesting, uh, and again, obviously it, it pits a lot of the sort of uh, racial tensions or it displays a lot of, you know, I'm sure real racial tensions. Um, but there was this moment in earlier in the movie, um, just as we're getting introduced to the, the sort of like new timeline of like like a zombie apocalypse, like apocalyptic sort of um, scene. And... Uh, um, they're they're at the gate of this compound, yeah. and the, the the they're they're arguing amongst each other, but they're they're arguing in in um, the native language, mm-hmm. and then the, the the guy who they bring like they're who was trying to get into the compound, he's a white right, guy white who, who's bringing his daughter, who ends uh, they find out is infected. He he gets pissed. He's like speak English, and they look at him like fucking no. I know it was like, so great. Like you have you actually have no fucking say right now. Nice right. try, bud. Yeah. yeah. I've been yeah. lucky in my life where I've never had anybody say that to me. Yeah. But I I always have this, not fantasy, but I, I do have a somewhat fear sometimes that somebody will say that to me. Like someone will hear you. Speaking Chinese speaking, or something yeah. and be like, speak English. Um, and it was satisfying. <laughs> you know? yes. Especially in that situation. It's like, we could leave you out. Like, you have no choice right now. You're asking us for yeah, a favor. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like you're asking audacity. to come into the compound where we have everybody safe and you you actually have no rights right now because there's no there's no laws there's nothing it's the zombie apocalypse wake up yes <laughs> you know and uh i believe it was my niece who taught me the term caucasity <laughs> which is the audacity of a caucasian person <laughs> and he was like just like the best example of that. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're asking yeah. us for a favor, dude. Uh, I've heard that phrase before. I'm not a big fan of it, but that is an apt application <laughs> for it. That that is very, very, very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's a it, it, it was it was interesting the sort of dynamics that that played out. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's the the movie's kind of centered around this this family. Um, it's very dysfunctional family. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if that's too much of a reach but it's um a, a guy called i think his name is uh trailer trailer yeah um and he has an ex-wife uh, named joss um and then two sons from different women so joss's son's name is joseph yeah joss's son with train trailer with trailer the name is joseph and then trailer's first, first son, son which he had in high school right. um his name, he goes by Lysol. He goes by Lysol, but his original name is Alan. Yeah. Um, or his um, real name is Alan. His real name is Alan. His mom died. Yeah. And Trailer wasn't around for him. So he actually went into foster care. Yeah. Um, when he was a kid. Um, so there's a lot of tension because there is, first off, Joss's relationship with Trainer. Yeah. Trainer's relationships with trailer, his two sons. Yeah. Trailer, sorry. Uh, with his two sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Trailer's dynamic with Joseph and Joss, too. Right. And then to throw it in the mix, there's Grandpa, who, um, he's sort of, uh, he's more of like a, like a wise figure. He, he doesn't play too much into a lot of it, but he's a big part of the movie for sure. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's. He's just like a, a stoic badass character. Yeah. Like that's kind of his. Yeah. We don't hear a lot about him. Right. Um, and he doesn't necessarily add to the drama, I guess. Right. 
Right. Uh, I, I do. Uh, this movie doesn't pull any fucking punches. Um, no. Just just to be very straightforward, almost nobody survives. Yeah. I kind of appreciate that about a zombie apocalypse Me movie too. Me because. Too. The reality is if there was a zombie apocalypse, it's likely that there wouldn't even be survivors, right? Yeah. I mean, just look at how this virus is. I fucking don't want to talk about it, but... But yeah, like, I mean, I think one thing COVID-19 has taught us is that we're unprepared for... Yeah. ...of, you know, large-scale Yeah, virus. absolutely. You know, even if, it were, even if we are prepared, it still can catch us fucking off guard. Absolutely. Like, it, it could just... There's, there could be something about it that we just... Ugh, you know, whatever. And I really appreciated this part of the movie because it was it was a new take on zombie movies, and I thought that that was impossible at this point. But yeah, um, but they were the whole scary part of the movie wasn't that the native folks were going to get infected because we knew that that wasn't going to happen. Right. But they could still get eaten alive, yeah, which is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. That's like, like so awful. It's like the, the, the zombies don't smell immunity; they just right. smell flesh. Right. And they don't. They, they're not. They're not just concerned about the perpetuation exactly. of the of the virus. And so you exactly. could still get killed. So a lot of people do end up getting killed, um, even though they're immune, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you're right. That's a very good take. Uh, it's a really interesting take, and it's quite different than at least a lot of zombie movies I've seen. And it always feels like they, everybody that makes a zombie movie or something tries to have some aspect of the zombie that's like yeah. particularly terrifying. Yeah. I, I really love... Um that this movie had that like indigenous perspective too because yeah. i felt like it was a it was a different dialogue it was a different culture it was a different yeah environment um and indigenous director mm-hmm. you know indigenous Lots of actors actors yeah um well why don't you uh why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your own background or history with sort of uh, indigenous communities and stuff like that just cuz you know, I think it's worth stating. Yeah. Um, I am a, I am Caucasian, but my mother was adopted by a Native American family. And my um, sister married a Native American man. And my nieces and nephew are Native, and my stepfather is Native American. Um, and I grew up in uh, the Northern Plains around a lot of Lakota culture. So I grew up going to powwows and sweat lodges and all the things. Um, and it was a really instrumental part, I think, in in my experience growing up. And I'm really lucky to have been able to, to kind of be exposed to that, I think. Um, and it's something that's really important to me. And so, and I think it's also... Um, a very underrepresented community just in, not just in media, but in government and (laughs) in everything. Um, In research, in social science research, there's this this phrase that's uh, like behind the asterisk because Native communities, there's not enough research on like what social science interventions would be like the best um, or what like psychological interventions would be the best and so there's like always this asterisk asterisk in research saying um and native americans but we don't have enough data you know what i mean so there's this um i'm really passionate about the idea of like native folks being able to like share their experience and i had a friend tell me about this movie and say it was really great and so i was really excited to watch it and i think 
I think it held up. I love this movie. Well, actually, you know, it was one of the better zombie movies I've seen. I would say it's one of the better ones we've seen because it was intense. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, you know, I think with every horror movie, too, there's a there's a built-in level of frustration where you're just like, oh, why didn't you do that? You I know. know. I think that's part of the, yeah, that part of the suspense that, present. like, builds, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think my question, my big question is, for me, it was actually a bit like... A bit trim on the action, which is interesting for a zombie movie. I think it was a lot of drama, actually. There was a lot, a lot of, of drama. drama. Um, but they do... They actually do the horror aspect of the zombie thing because of the lighting and those sort of yeah. things. So you do get that feeling. But what what would you say was a big theme in terms of, you know, w- with this podcast um, that, 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 that stuck out to you? Yeah, I think there were, like, three big ones that really hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one was kind of this role of, um, like community and history Mm -hmm. on like individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I guess we could talk about that first. I think like the, the thing that struck me and I think that this movie didn't say it outright, but it kind of implied it was this idea of like, like this community is resilient, you know, like we're special. Yeah. We have something special here. And I think it's, we talk a lot about, like, generational trauma, right? Like, carrying, like, the trauma of your grandparents or your parents or your ancestors in some way, right? But we don't talk a lot about, like, generational resilience. Yeah. And I think that's also a thing, right? Like, our ancestors survived terrible things, and they, you know, gave us... Yeah. That survival. Yeah. They were able to pass down that ability to survive. And so I think that that's something that's not not outwardly stated in the movie, but it's kind of implied. It's yeah. like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. our reserve this is our reserve. Yeah. Like this is our place. We survive. Like we've created this time, right? Or Absolutely. we've created this space. Um and I think that was really cool. The way that they did it, it was like understated and like I love that. I think powerful. Yeah. yeah Cuz like the fact that you're here means whoever the fuck brought you here or gave birth to you survived something, right? Exactly. No, whether they were some bougie thing or whatever, but like yeah. somebody, some way back when mm-hmm. had to be alive to propagate. Yes. And and yes. and yeah, you're right. I mean, not to you know, not to not to say oh we you know uh, generational traumas, whatever is you know, but like that's another thing that can be a good counterbalance, I think, yes. to that conversation, yes. right? It's like. Because I think one of the themes that we talk about, too, is is sometimes, you know, the, the certain ways that we react to certain things, right, that, right. that we call mental illnesses or whatever, they're, they're survival mechanisms, right? Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately why you're interested in horror movies, too, right? 100%. It's It's about survival, right? Yes. And so I, I think that's a, really, that's a really interesting point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's important in the context of, like, especially a population where people were... Um, like motivated to see them not survive, right? Right, like that there was this like actual like force. There's this actual like government kind of like focus on making right. fo- like uh, on genocide or making people not survive. So it's it's a very powerful, I think, kind of way to flip that story on its head in yeah. this movie. Um. And it was, like, I think it was ultimately, too, like, a family story. Yeah. Like they really centered on yeah, that, Trailer's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's so much fucked up stuff that happens, even. Absolutely. Like, you know. And I think it, it, a lot of it hinges on, 
Lysol. Um, and yeah. th- I think for me, um, it, it felt like there was a lot of sort of, it, it was an p- interesting portrait of fatherhood, I think. Yeah, cause, for sure. Because you could see how kind of different um, Joseph and uh, Lysol were. And then their relationship too, because Joseph kind of worships Lysol mm-hmm. in a weird and way. And wants though. to save him too. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like it, it's, it's there's an interesting dynamic because like he clearly pities him and worships him. Yeah, because he's like, because you know, early in the movie trailers, like, why do you, you know, why do you keep hanging out with him? He's like, well, he doesn't doesn't have anybody else, right? right? And then you find out he's the older brother. Yeah. You know, and 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 then. And then even the way that he treats, Joseph treats Lysol, there is a, like this reverence yeah. that he gives him. But then also, again, spoiler, Lysol fucks everybody. He everybody, fucks everybody dude. over. Everybody. Like, he, he gets on this shit. Like, and he's, he's just got a, he's just got a, <laughs> to say the least, he's got a bad attitude about everything. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Like, he, he's, so he's, got, he's bitter, he's yeah. bitter um, about having to save people or bring right. people into the camp. Yeah. Um, and then so ultimately, I think, you know, be, uh, like he's on a bender, and he decides that he's gonna bring an infected or toss an infected person into where everybody's living. You know, as a way to get back at them. Yeah, well, well, really, I think his his reasoning is we we, there, we need less mouths to feed, right? Yeah. And who are they? You know, um, and he has this, a lot of anger. I think, it, and, and and a lot of it feels like racial anger for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, a lot of it hinges on Lysol kind of screwing everybody up. Yeah. Yeah, Lysol makes some very poor decisions. Poor choices. He, uh, yeah, yeah, that's really tough. And I think that there's a there's a clear delineation between, like, the folks who want to help people and take in, like, what they call, like, refugees, right? Mm-hmm. They want to take in the refugees and the people that don't. And Lysol's, like, leading the camp of the people that don't, right? Right, 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 right. Um, and Lysol's like, we need to just buckle down. Like, have our own community. Yeah, Lysol's like, strictly anti, anti-immigration. anti <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Build a wall. And, and, uh, and yeah. Joseph, actually, and his uh, girlfriend... Uh, Want to save people, are yeah. Ones, yeah, that are out there saving people. And I think that's difficult... The, 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 it's difficult, too, because um, Joseph's uh, baby mama is uh, a white girl. Yeah, Charlie. Uh, who's pregnant, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, Lysol puts a lot of blame on her and he blames he kind of blames yeah. her saying well you're the one that's bringing all these other people in mm-hmm. right we're outnumbered by all uh, all the townies right um, right because because um yeah like because you keep bringing them in you know? right right yeah so i think there's a lot of like resentment there for sure and it is it is really interesting that charlie uh joseph's baby mama is not immune and so, like, through the whole movie, we're kind of thinking, like, uh-oh, uh-oh, is Charlie going to get bit? Right. Is Charlie going to get bit? They, and then if she gets bit, what happens to the baby? Does the baby, like, we don't really know. Yeah, they do foreshadowing interesting. Yeah, it's pretty direct. Yeah, yeah, because, like... <laughs> you know she's going to so, get bit. Yeah, the, 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 the lady that ends up getting infected that, like... Lysol unleashes on everybody like they show you that she gets bit you know yeah. and then you're just left wondering like when's the when's it gonna drop you know right right like you know what happened you just don't know when we're gonna see everybody go to hell yeah, yeah. Um, so you said there was uh, like about three th- three big themes what were the other two yeah so the other two um, 
I think like, uh, so the next, um, the next one, so the first one was the, the intergenerational resilience. That was the first thing that kind of like hit my mind. Yeah. And then the second thing that struck me was kind of this, like, um, what do we do to survive? Yeah. Right. Like what is, what are, how are we driven to survive if the outlook looks so bleak? Right. Right. And then the third one, which is kind of like with every zombie movie, what I think of is, um, is like, what are we willing to sacrifice? You know? And I think that this one specifically highlights like family, right? Like, because again, spoiler, um, Joseph has to ultimately kill Lysol. He has to ultimately kill Charlie. Yeah. Right. Because she gets attacked. Because she gets infected. And so it gets to this point where, you know, specifically, Joseph has to, like, end, like, in a very dramatic zombie movie kind of way, his relationship with his family, with some of the people that are, like, closest and dearest to him to Mm -hmm. survive, right? And for his child to survive. And I think that that is... That's also a really interesting question just in general about like when we're making decisions and like prioritizing to survive, like what are we willing to give up? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that's one of like the main themes of zombie movies in general are, and, or maybe even in horror movies in general yeah. is like, what are we willing to sacrifice to survive? I mean, I think it's interesting. I, I, I do think it's a more interesting, um, conflict in zombie movies right because mm-hmm. uh, other horror movies it's usually a sort of like a one-on-one type of thing right but zombies it's and i think it's fascinating also the the sort of like dehumanization of right. corpses yeah right? because it's interesting it's an interesting conversation I, I don't know how i swing right because a lot of times in zombie movies they're like you just gotta you, you, you gotta destroy the brain because they're, they're not people anymore right they, yeah they're in the body it's 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 your it's your grandma that's been affected but she ain't your grandma anymore right you know exactly. and all that you know and exactly like, but it's usually hordes of it right and, or populations of mm-hmm. zombies and so it's it becomes tribal too yeah and, and there's that interesting human element right because there's not a lot of horror movies that sometimes deal with the sort of communal aspect of things yeah absolutely uh, there, I mean, there, I'm sure there are but I, I think zombie movies tend to have that because it's about groups they can be trying to groups. survive yeah. right like an apocalyptic like yeah. dystopian yeah. scenario yeah because in a haunted house situation or whatever that's you versus ghost or you right. versus demon your family versus yeah. demon or whatever yeah no I think that that is a really interesting element for sure for sure. And the the whole zombie thing of, like, when are we human and when are we not, you know? Like, and, right. and when are we effect- infected? Right. What infects us? Yeah. I think is really fascinating. Yeah, because it has a lot to... It, it starts the discussion of, like, what our bodies are, right? Yeah. Like, are yeah. you still... Because there's always these, like, scenes in some zombie movies where they're, like talking trying to talk to the person and there's always the like but you're still in there type of conversation right totally like you know there has to be something still a little bit left of you in there yes <laughs> or on community when they're doing the um the satire zombie right shows yeah, on yeah, halloween yeah, yeah. it's the same thing and 
yeah, it's this question of like, when are you not human anymore? Yeah. And this in this movie, um, in Blood Quantum, Charlie, as she's dying, she says like, no, shoot me now, like take the baby away from me and shoot me now. Yeah, she. Knows. So it shows that she has like some wherewithal, right? Yeah. But at what point was she going to lose that? And so then, like, right. it becomes like, oh no, shoot me before I lose that. Yeah, but then that 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 always begs the question too of like, but how do you know she's gonna turn? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how do you know that because she was carrying a baby that is immune that didn't like, I you know immunize they, they, her, yeah, immunize her way? or something like that, you know? Because like, because right. like, that is essentially your flesh, you know? And, right. And that would have been an interesting thing that like. And I would, I felt like that would have been a nice way to end the movie because fucking everybody dies. I know it was really sad. You know? It was like, like such a downer at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of appreciate that because you know, yeah, like, it is an apocalypse. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, and yeah, there's like nobody alive at the end. It's pretty rugged. Or like, you know, another thing would be like, what if? I don't know. Like, what if there was somebody that didn't know that they had some sort of like. Immunity. Immunity. Right. Or indigenous ancestry or something. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, you could go so many layers with this. I right, that, that would have been an interesting idea. thing, too, yeah. right? Where, like, they could have had a character that they were like, oh, you're white, you're white, you're white, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he gets bit, and then, like, somehow they find They're out immune. that he's immune, you know? And then that would have been an interesting way they dealt, you you approach that sort of dynamic or that, that, that thing, right? Because that's that's been a problem with... These sort of North American governments. And yeah. This is me not knowing much about it, right? But yeah. like we we've done that with, with with the black population, and yeah. now I'm learning the indigenous population, right? right? In different ways too, right? Yeah. Whether it's the one drop rule or even the blood quantum. Thing. And this is part two of the blood quantum episode. Um, actually done like a month later because <laughs> the first time we did it, I always forget to charge my phone, and sometimes it dies. So this is just us continuing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were talking about Blood Quantum, the zombie movie that's set in um, an indigenous community. And the last thing that we were kind of talking about, um, you want to recap? Yeah, I, th- I think we were, <laughs> we, we were talking about how um, at the end of the movie, uh, Joe right, has to kill his baby mama, essentially, because... Yeah. Um, she got bit, um, and, uh, and, uh, she, she had given birth, she had given birth, uh, to their baby and she was worried that she was going to turn and, um, and die. And we were kind of discussing, you know, it, it, it's tragic because one, she doesn't get immunity because she had the, you know, a baby, a native, you know, part native baby. And, um, we, I when we were re-listening to it, I was making the joke that Elizabeth Warren would have been fucked um, <laughs> in this scenario, um, and um, I think Dan, uh, the the matron wanted to uh, give her a, a, a bit of insight on uh, what that she has about um, some other aspects of um, Native American um, sort of experience, experience I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that the Elizabeth Warren thing is really pertinent to this conversation because the movie is titled Blood Quantum, right? Like, and I think that, you know, 
where a lot of Native American communities got kind of offended by what Elizabeth Warren was doing was that they were saying that she was kind of focusing on blood quantum. She wasn't focusing on like what actually makes a person a member of a tribal community, which is not actually dictated by the amount of Native blood. That's actually like a federal, that's like kind of what the government was trying to say, but it wasn't actually what, like how Native American communities lived. That brings a lot of clarity, yeah. Right, right. And so- Yeah, not just clarity, but yeah, sorry, continue. No, yeah. So I think that, like, just by trying to, like, trying to limit Native identity to, like, a, a genetic, like, mm. you know, yeah. proof in a lot of ways, like, wasn't actually how a lot of Native communities, like, dictated tribal membership, right? Right. Because what if you were adopted into the Native community? What if you were, um, yeah. my mom was actually adopted into a Native community. Mm-hmm. What if, um, you know, there's a bunch of different things. So, um, and I also think, if we're talking about like indigenous identity, you know, you brought up a really good point when you were saying like, what if somebody didn't know that they had indigenous heritage? What if they didn't know that they had this kind of um, immunity to the zombie right. apocalypse? And and that's like, that's very likely. And it's actually something that happens a lot, has happened historically in a lot of indigenous communities because, you know, um, people were stolen from their families from their their tribe from their reservation they were put in residential schools against their will a lot of people died and a lot of people you know were actively either i know this um you know this is kind of a part of history that we don't talk about a lot but a lot of people were actually sold like a lot of native children were sold from their reservation schools right from the residential schools um and there was this idea of like kill the indian save the man and so there was an active active, very coordinated, very systemic way that people tried to remove individuals from their native identity and tried to strip them of that connection to their heritage, right. so much so that like a lot of people actually don't know their own history. Right. And if they find out that they were taken or that their grandparents were taken right. um, or their parents, then they don't even really have a connection to the tribe. They can't find like right. where their, their, their tribe is. Right. Um, so it's very, I think when we talk about indigenous identity, it's a really complicated, um, really f- uh, intense discussion Right. Yeah. about what makes someone indigenous. Right. And, and I think even like, it, I mean, even there's a, a similar way that like, uh, well, not, not similar, but um, the sort of, as far as I understand, even the black identity in the United States mm-hmm. has similar complications, right? Because... Um, they had different ways of testing how black you were or whatever, right? Because there used to be the one-drop rule right. or, like, the paper bag test or oh, whatever yeah. it is. yeah, like, you know? all this bizarre But even stuff. reflecting on my own experience, like, I'm 100% East Asian. You know, my right. parents are from Taiwan. Um, I can speak Mandarin um, um, decently well. Um, but even when I go to Taiwan myself sometimes, I can't necessarily call myself fully Taiwanese, you know? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and there's that, there is, a, there's even that, right? Where, Absolutely. Um, uh, and of course I wrestle with the sort of my hybrid identity of being, you know, like born American, but, and all that, but, um, the government has never been like, well, you need to prove that you're, right. you have enough Taiwanese blood in you 
to call yourself, call Taiwanese. yourself Taiwanese or to, you know, for all that stuff. And, and there aren't American politicians saying, well, I'm a 16th Taiwanese and that's why I can speak to the American, <laughs> the minority experience, Asian Americans or yeah. whatever, you know, something yeah. like that. So it, it is like, I guess my, the, the way that I can understand that whole situation a little bit better. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty profound, too. And and I think so many things with racial identity or ethnic identity just in general. Yeah. And then if you, like, dial into, like, the, the Native American experience or the... Like, and this movie takes place in Canada, yeah. right? Um, which has a different history with indigenous people um, as the United States. But there are a lot of similarities. The, resi- the yeah. residential schools, there's mm-hmm. a epidemic of missing and murdered indigenous women in Canada and yeah. the United States. So, like, there's a lot of similarities there. Um, and a lot of complicated parts to that identity, um, and to the ability to claim that identity. Yeah. And I think like one thing that this movie did really, really well was try to have the conversation about like who deserves aid and who deserves help. Right. Right. From like a native experience trying to like accept white refugees. Right. Yeah, <laughs> or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's really yeah. interesting when, when, um, when Lysol, you know, leaves this thing like, no, man, like we're, we're the immune people. So we're going to just like hunker down ourselves and like F everybody else. Right. And then like this, this overwhelming like compassion that like Joseph and other people have for like trying to help do right by survivors, they say, right? Right. Like that's the quotes, like do right by survivors. Um, and, and it's just kind of an interesting reversal um, of history. And I think it says a lot about, like Canadian history with indigenous tribes without necessarily specifically talking about it. Right. right? And they did they didn't just do like a pure reversal of like no. like a like in the future blah 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 but it's like using the zombie movie thing is like a really really good move like to be able to describe that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is if the roles were reversed in some different situation, you know, like how like what is a a portrait of how something could play out? Yeah. You know, and the different divisions that there that would exist, you know. For sure. Yeah. The other, like, the last quote that um, that I wrote down that, like, really just, like, hit in my head, I think was also, like, the statement that they were making about why the zombie apocalypse was happening. Right. Um, is they were talking about kind of, um, it's related to how we treat the earth. Yeah. And so I think it might have been trailer. I can't remember, but he said... That's why the dead keep coming back alive, not because of God, but because the earth is tired of our shit. Yeah. Right? So it's like this idea of, like, this is a self-correcting situation. Like, we are overrun, and the earth is trying to defend itself by creating this, like, virus, which I thought was, like, really interesting. And it's also something that people talk about with COVID-19, right? (laughs) Like, people make that, like, parallel. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Fucking meme. (laughs) Yeah, but they're, like, making those, like arguments that um like this like animal to human transmission is somehow related to yeah yeah, all of this like environmental stuff and i I thought that was interesting and interesting in the context of a native community because Mm -hmm. of just like the history of living in like a more cooperatively i guess like with the environment um and it also kind of makes makes me wonder like i wonder why the native people were immune you know what i mean right yeah what gave them this immunity like sure Yeah. yeah and with charlie like like, did Charlie get the immunity because she was pregnant or did she not? It seemed like she didn't. Right. And they had to be safe, yeah. right? 
Um, but then like, what is that baby's kind of immunity like or what, how the other question is <laughs> like, he's immune, but he can still transmit it. Yeah. <laughs> like after you get the vaccine for COVID. Yes. So it's, it's really, it's fascinating to me because like the movie's called blood quantum, but we don't talk about how much blood you need to get this immunity. Right. Yeah. Which I think was like an intentional, brilliant thing yeah, because you yeah, have yeah. it or you don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly, it's not like you yeah. need like, right, right, you know, right. it's just, you have it yeah, or you yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. which I think was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. I am so excited for like more indigenous horror movies too. Uh, yeah. Or in like indigenous movies. I um I, I think we've done a really good job of picking these movies because I've liked almost every single movie we've seen. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. I love it. So this one um was the like the first native movie we did. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll find more. Yeah. And uh We're open to suggestions, mm-hmm. um, recommendations, requests. Um you can find us on Instagram, I think, at Matron State of Nightmares. And if you type in Matron State of Nightmares on Twitter, you'll find, you'll find us. Yeah, uh, we got the us. We got the same logo as um, we do for the podcast. So or you can go on our website, too, and we have links to everything. Oh, yeah, so com. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who were you in the movie, do you think? Oh, yeah. Uh, I admired like the the grandpa guy and i think yeah. grandpa was the one that had you're that. right you're yeah. right grandpa oh yeah um, grandpa was a badass grandpa ran around with a fucking samurai sword oh my gosh and, that's uh, right and like he just like was kind of no bullshit not taking any shit from anybody yeah, um, he kind of knew what was happening when the fish went bad he like kind of yeah yeah he got, was, got, just, got was on like it. cool some shit's happening let's okay, go let's do this yeah so uh, i I'd, I'd say grandpa yeah that's a good one how about you I think I relate mostly to Charlie's white ass. Like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> like, uh, I think she was, she was kind of like just trying to get by and like really not knowing what was going on. Yeah. And she was like, Oh God, I don't know what's happening. And like, just trying to, you know, make the best of things. Yeah. And, and initially, like, I hope if I would get bit and I had a newborn in my, I hope I would be as badass as she was like take me now yeah don't wait yeah like you gotta protect yourself and this baby you know i thought that was pretty baller yeah 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 and i feel i mean i obviously joseph was like kind of one of the heroes of the movie but i think like i i feel the most for him because at the end right he's it's kind of yeah, it's he's it, kind of on his he's own, experienced man. Every single tragedy with his baby. His, yeah, well, in a zombie apocalypse. He had to. He had to basically kill his brother. Yeah, you know, he lost his dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and he, I think, was one of the more pure characters, just yeah. in terms of his intention and like. He was just trying to do out. right, man. Yeah. And there was like no right to do. Right. Like everything sucked. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> he, he had so much to, to handle. You know, he had a, he had, he had a pregnant girlfriend yeah. and like you know it, it just it was rough yeah yeah, yeah. well um, but yeah I think with that um, sweet dreams sweet dreams <laughs>